What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. South Beach bringing the heat. Little call! Heavy hey! Miami, the bass and the sunset low. Every day like a Mardi Gras. Everybody party all day. No work, all play. So we sip a little something later. I mean, really, Will should be doing the pregame show. You know what's funny is I watched this music video about third quarter. I flipped it on on the iPad. He looks really skinny back then. I mean, you forget this song is probably, what do you think, 96, 97? 96, yeah. I mean, 98. I uh, I bought. I had my mom take me to Best Buy so I could buy the tape. Big Willie style? Yeah. He had some bangers, man. <laughs> he had some bangers. It was like, think of the Shaq tape. And right. multiply. This was better. And, and, yeah, and basically think like if Dr. Dre was Shaq. You know, <laughs> he's good. Will Smith is a legitimate rapper. He's an artist, man. He is. Well, here we are recording this on a Sunday night, trying to get it out to the people as quickly as possible. And really, if someone tweeted at me, we could have done this uh, at halftime. Pretty, I mean, pretty dominant. Pretty dominant. And it's pretty crazy. I. I did look at them, John, watching the game. Just You just see a play. You look at the logo. You're looking at the colors. And I had this feeling they were just there. I felt like it, I, I just crossed. I just That's how I felt, right? I felt like I just watched this team dominate. There were some lean years. And you brought it up uh, to me earlier tonight just when we were talking. You're like, does this officially now scrub Harbaugh departure chip Tom Sula from the record? And uh, it feels like it does. Yeah, I mean, I, I have some serious thoughts on it. But first, our friends at Untuck It. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's tell the people. Before we start talking about I just, sorry, I, I jumped ahead. I just love the NFL as much as Rob Lowe. Uh, I, I know. I, I got so many takes, though. And I, I, I <laughs> we're going to dive right into okay. Jed and all of it. Uh, if you ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy, it's because they are. And they were never meant to be worn that way. Untuck It shirts are specifically designed to be worn untucked. 
You've got them. I've got them. We've been telling people about them. I worked with a guy the other day that was wearing one, and I recognized him immediately. I said, nice untucked shirt. I've got the same one. It's the original untucked shirt, a modern solution to an old problem with no tucking or tailoring required. Yeah, that's key. Visit untuckit.com, promo code HAM. I, I have them. You have them. Uh, they are perfect because you can never find nice shirts that are untucked that don't hang to your knees or that are way too short or just never fit right. I have button-up shirts. I have collared shirts. I have just a long sleeve shirt. I love the stuff at Untuck It. Obviously, they've been partners with us now for a little while, but the stuff is really easy online. Go to untuckit.com. There's a store in San Francisco if you live around the city in the marina on Union. Uh, It's really, really easy to shop online. Again, untuckit.com, promo code HAM, 20% off your first order. Pretty hard to beat. I've used it. You've used it. Go use it. Yeah, come on. Uh, It's the way to go. Try it in person. Like John said, they got 50 stores around the country, wherever you are. But the online order system is so easy. That's, I mean, come on. Free shipping, returns on all orders in the U.S. Save 20% on that first order. Code HAM at checkout. That's untuckit.com. Promo code HAM. Podcast also brought to you by upstart.com slash HAM. Upstart.com slash HAM. We're checking your rate. Only takes a few minutes. Upstart's here to help you with their revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Well, guys, think about this. It's Super Bowl week. Or, I mean, it's in two weeks, but, I mean, Super Bowl weeks. What if you're like, damn, should I go to Miami? Should I go to the game? Maybe you're checking tickets online. Maybe you want a place to stay. Maybe you're using a credit card. The credit card bill is already big. That's where our friends at Upstart.com comes in. Fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. This is just a soft pull. Won't affect your credit score. Best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day guy. The next day, over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards to meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest card credit card debt, guy. Go to Upstart.com, rank number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot, and hurry to Upstart.com slash ham. Find out how low your Upstart rate is. Only takes a few minutes, Upstart.com slash ham. All right. Sorry, I was sprinting into this podcast like jerry rice sprints in a suit for some reason i don't blame you guy i don't it was a uh powerful day for a couple franchises right i mean the, yeah. Chief, the chiefs it was like a religious experience given that it's been 50 years I, i've texted with a lot of people and, and a good friend of mine scotty raber who had to go to a wedding today in washington dc uh but he found a way to watch the game and he texted me i think earlier this week he's like for shitty as this week has been this is their fourth NFC championship, and if they win the game, will be their second Super Bowl in nine years. Four NFC championships and two Super Bowls in nine years. And I was thinking about it in like the third quarter. The majority of the NFL guy, the majority of the fucking NFL would sell their soul for that. I'm even talking good teams. The Saints, the, I mean, just the Vikings, the Packers guy have been to one Super Bowl with Rodgers. One. Like, Think how difficult, like, this shit is, Belichick, you know, Will Brinson had a great tweet, or maybe it was actually Zolak, because Zolak's on one, because, you know, I guess for a long period of time, it was like, is Rodgers better than Brady? And I think even Brady once admitted, like, yeah, he can do things I can't do. Rodgers went to one Super Bowl, Tom went to nine. And just the Niners franchise, now it's different players, but like, think Joe Staley's been to two. You know, it's a, it's a short list. Did you hear? What, I mean, when you say that out loud, it's not even nine. Well, it, does, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But it it's part. It's a big part of it was 
the the ugly years. You know, like it was a tough couple years for the Packers, like a tough couple years. It wasn't like the fucking they were the Browns. It was like the Niners turned into the Raiders for basically two years. And I, I'm Raider fan. I'm not taking a shot. You guys had a rough 15 years. Like this isn't. I'm not taking shots here. This is just a reality. Like they were the laughing stock around here. You and I had a radio show at the time. It was everyone's take gun was loaded, and it was firing dead at Jet because he fired Jim Harbaugh. I know they mutually departed, but it was a firing, right? Because remember Harbaugh goes on record with Kawakami. He's like, I never, I wanted to stay, and it was mm-hmm. not, it was not an option. He, but he, I will say this just as an aside. He also knew public opinion was on his side. He, he could say that no matter how true it was, and I'm sure he would have, but yeah, it, it, he also knew he could incite the anger towards the organization. Let's just assume that it kind of was mutually departing, like they couldn't agree, whatever. It was just a very, very ugly time. Yeah. And then it was the Tom Sula thing was a, was a league-wide laughingstock. <laughs> it was as embarrassing. It was very Freddie Kitchens-like. What Didn't Freddie? Mm. Oh, they went 6-10 and 10 this year. But if you just went like, what was the Browns' record this year? You'd be like, 3-13. and 13. Yeah. What did Tom Sula do? Did, did, did he win a game? You'd be like, yeah, he actually won five. The next year with Chip was really, really ugly. And then they didn't luck into Kyle because he was their second choice. But if Josh McDaniels had said, I'm coming, he would have been the head coach here. So it just the dominoes that fell. And then the first two years of Kyle... It wasn't as ugly as anywhere near those first two years. You could kind of see, but I, you didn't see this. Like, this was... I, I felt like Jed kind of washed the, the Harbaugh stink. Because it wasn't just he went to the Super Bowl, right? It's not some Cinderella story. It's Kyle kind of t- let him into the Super Bowl. Like, his head coach is right. the star. Kyle's yeah. the, Well, there's nothing fluky about it. No. And it's in a new stadium. I mean, the whole thing, right? It's all kind of come together. The stadium kind of came into its own. The playoff games were at home. And they had not, they didn't just go to the Super Bowl, John. They were utterly dominant. Well, they, um, they feel cool, right? They just feel the cool. Other, yeah, they feel cool, you're right. But the other part of this is, like, I think one thing that, that the post-Harbaugh era did, those few years, was this was a franchise that was judged on one thing and one thing only. We go to the Super Bowl. They were the first franchise to win five, right? We go to the, that's the stand. The standard is not let's get competitive. The standard is not let's get people to believe again. The standard is not hey, if we're just in the top half of the league and you know we can get people in butts and seats, that's good enough for it. The standard was historically we win the championship and that's that's it. That's success. That's all we do. We don't even lose them. Then they go and Eddie, and Eddie it, was kind of like the George Steinbrenner, right? Just buying players, hard on coaches. Like right. it was just crazy. But Harbaugh gets in there, they don't win it, but okay, it was like sustained success, fine. You know, that they they were at least kind of where they want to be. And um and then it was and then there was like this period of time where all they were trying to do was be just have some respect get the grass fixed, get, get people to stop complaining about the heat and traffic and the fact that the stadium's not where it used to be. Like, that was it. And uh, that, that's an underrated now they're, line. Now they're back to being good enough to where if they don't win the Super Bowl, they'll be like, God, I, I thought you were the best team in the league. Now the thing is, the Chiefs will get to them. They are freaking good. So I don't... Your, throw, I think your pick- throwaway trying to get the grass fixed was a throwaway line, but it has a lot of validity and substance behind it. Like, that was a serious deal. They couldn't fucking field turf for like two years. Guy, it was a disaster. The stadium, 
did the stadium take a lot of un you know un, unfair bullets or did it kind of like I don't think it was unfair. I think the the grass was a fucking problem for a couple of years. I, look, I think it's something you got to weather and it's just going to happen. When you move a, when first of all you move a stadium. Yeah. Right. You move a stadium by dramatic distance from where people liked it. So, Even you got all these elements that you just, you know, I like watching the game, you know what I was thinking is when when Joe Lacob's basketball team is good, it'll be fine there too. And not that it's actually, I think, probably been better yeah, than some I, people thought this he, year. He's not, he's not getting any heat, really. <laughs> no, I know he's not getting heat. I just mean like there was this, cons- there was this talk, right? Yeah. Is he he spent all this money? Is he able to make his money back? Yes. Just be good. You'll make your, you'll be fine. Or to um, sell the PSLs, as Jerry told them all years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not really even about making the money, but it's the the point is just. That the, where they're going, where Kyle is taking them, is where this franchise belongs. It, it's just a reality. Like people, like Middlecoff, you're a homer. Now again, I don't even think it's five people on Twitter. The reality with this franchise is they're one of the truly powerful brands in all of sports. And when you see them just kick ass, they just incite a shitload of people to get to their television. I tweeted this morning. You know, last the Minnesota game did a thirty-three. Saturday at 1 o'clock. That's by far the biggest number this year. And, you know, pretty big. I would imagine this number is 45 to 50, given that Mm. it was basically Sunday night football, right? And just an absolute ass whoop. It was kind of a party. It's the only thing in society now that can draw that many people in a market with almost 8 million people to one television. You know? And all, I guess, to multiple televisions or devices, but to all watch the same thing. And it's just, that's the power of football, even more than I think the power of, of basketball and baseball is different because they get more games. But the, the, the 49ers are such a staple, I would say, just in this city because Joe for Joe to match them, what Eddie did was for 20 years. For 20 fucking years, guy. And then even the Harbaugh three and a half years, it's one of the most unique three and a half years we've ever felt. And then all of a sudden... It's again, they're good. They don't feel like random good. They go, uh, do we have the best coach in the league? <laughs> like that's that's the conversation you're saying. Most even good teams, like if you're a Viking fan, you got a pretty good team. You've been in the playoffs like four of the last five years. What are you thinking? Like, well, our quarterback sucks. Uh, our coach, pretty good, kind of a meathead, but he's kind of has a cap. And like they're a really good franchise, right? They're a really good franchise. Like if you're a Vikings fan, you got a you got a good fucking half decade where you're like, God, our team's been awesome. Probably doing huge ratings, everyone wearing purple. It's just been a sweet, you got a bunch of sweet players, but you're just like, God, we don't look anywhere near like Mahomes or the 49ers. And it's the the other just fact with the 49ers, kind of historical boom or bust franchise, but their booms are just Reggie Jackson moonshots, guy. Reggie Jackson moonshots. I was watching Super Bored Saturday night. You know what you realize once football season ends? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to watch? Like, I like that. The Super Board comes after the Super Bowl? Yeah, there's just like no, even just random like Washington State, Oregon State game for me to watch at like 9 o'clock at night on Saturday night. Talking I'm about like, basketball? Uh, no, I'm, oh. I'm talking about football guy. I thought you were talking about the Washington State, Oregon State well, basketball. But, but I watched that game. I, I'm oh. talking about it late <laughs> at night. I, I'm talking about late at night. Like, just yeah. a sweet, just, oh, Mike Leach is on. or yeah. you know, That's where YouTube comes into play. Yeah, well, I flipped on... The Jose Canseco documentary on Amazon, not great, but 
he did it like for the three years. Like the A's fans love to tell you, we used to get 60,000. Well, no, as Jose said, before me and Mark took off, they got 8,000 people. And when we left, it went right back down. But it was so powerful. Like that, people that are A's fans, fucking, they, they, that 88, 89, 90, whatever little run they had is really powerful. And the Niners have had that, like, from 81 to 2000, then from 2012 to 2014, where you walked in and you went, we got the best fucking team. Now, you don't, doesn't mean you always win it. And then right now. Like, that's, again, most franchises would sell their soul to have the quote-unquote best team over a 20-year stretch, like, twice. Right? That's why the Patriots have been such an outlier. The Niners' level of dominance when they're good is just eye-opening. I mean, it's it's... It's unique. It doesn't really happen. Because even you think about the Steelers, like a big part of the Steelers' reputation, now they've sustained winning, kind of like a Vikings franchise. But most of their Super Bowls, when did they go to them, guy? In the 70s. Right? I mean, the Niners. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Terry Bradshaw Bradshaw referenced one on the postgame, right? Reminded me of Chuck Knoll not letting me throw in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, his reference, if that was far, it'd be one thing. That's a guy that was, he might have been talking, we have to Google the box score. That might have been like 74. Could have been 72. Okay, it's 2020. Yep. Now, granted, they had a really rough 2000s. Anyone, luckily, you and I were in college. I think it probably makes it easier if you're in college than if totally. you're a high school kid or a working person living in the area and that's your yep. squad because you're in college you're just you're living in this little bubble of a world that I don't even think this is just like whatever they suck it, I, now if you had been really young during that time and you're listening and I know we I get a lot of tweets from guys like there I'm in my early 20s you you felt that or if you're on our age or a little older maybe you go well I, I had moved back in like 04 from fucking wherever and it sucked and I get that <laughs> like it sucked because it was basically like the Chip and Tom Sula years, but for like four or five straight years. And you were just... It'd be like being super rich. I've never been super rich. But whenever you read the stories about the super rich guy that loses it all, that feeling when you've been... Not like had a little money. I'm talking been worth like millions upon millions of dollars and then have nothing. I can't imagine what that feeling's like. If you were like a 40-year-old Niner fan... From 81, and you got to kind of be like, let's say you were 10 years old in 81. All the way through like 2001 when Mariucci left, I I can't imagine what those next four or five years felt to you. If you experienced the whole thing, because that would have been like every year, it'd be like the equivalent of, if you're a sports fan of making like $10 million. It's like, oh, oh, oh. And then some years would be like, you made $100 million. You're like, we just had the greatest team of all time. Like back to back Super Bowls, you know. Uh, we beat the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, we're kind of going down. We got Terrell Owens. It's just like sweet shit's happening left and right. It was, it was, it, it's unprecedented in football. It's it's like the Patriots. If you were the equivalent of our age as a Patriot fan, whatever this ends, it is. It's going to be tough. It's going to be very the first time guy post Belichick or even with Belichick they missed the Super Bowl. It'll be a state of depression. And that's, I think... I the, yeah, or miss the playoffs. That's why I think makes the Niners thing pretty special is because you've kind of... The last, like, decade and a half has kind of been the ultimate roller coaster. The ultimate down from, like, Singletary dropping trow and just being a laughing stock. 
to Harbaugh resurrecting the thing, to all of a sudden having it ripped away from you like Cleveland Brown style. Yeah. To then now being back and being like, is Kyle better than Jim? <laughs> you know? Like, and these are like real questions. Because I think we'd all admit he's a more dynamic coach than Jim. Now, Jim did get to – now, is Kyle going to win the Super Bowl? Jim got to three straight NFC Championship games. So, I, th- I think it would be it would be childish to, like, diminish Harbaugh right now, right? Like, we'll see if Kyle can get back to multiple NFC Championships. Like, can he get back to back-to-back like Andy? Well, now, I, I think, think that's what – yeah, that's what makes it unique. I think what you're saying is is since Mariucci, the Niners have only been – forget about Super Bowls. They've only been in the playoffs three times. This is the fourth time they've been in the playoffs since Steve Mariucci was the head football coach. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was ugly too. Dennis well. Erickson came after Steve Mariucci. That, that's why I, I don't even. I think these we, are the years you're talking about. That's why I think we're we're a little numb to the 2000s because we were in college and so, you and you just no, live in a different world in college. Yeah. No. You. I 1,000 percent. When you asked me about like the NBA Finals in '05, <laughs> I'm like ah. Yeah. But but if you ask if you, I asked you shit about high school, you'd be like, I remember watching this. Totally. Right? You know, so I do remember Derek Fisher's point two second shot. That was over, you remember little things, but you just con- you, your your schedule is not the same. You're not living a real life. Maybe oh three, oh four. Yeah, you agree but you're not no, living you, a real life in college. I one thousand, especially when it comes to sports. Yeah. If you're like, how many football games did you go to your freshman year? Probably zero. Like it wasn't even even co- even my college. I wasn't really that no. locked in on. No. But the point is, even though it's been five years since they made the playoffs coming into this year it there's because i think we we watch kyle shanahan go this is not fluky this is him like the the best thing they have is him it's not a basketball team with a star player it has nothing to do with the coach who's going to be a free agent it's the best thing they have is him and so i think it feels like it's built to last and that's why even though it's they haven't won double digit games since 2013 and like you repeated, because I forgot a few times this year I've done math. Like, oh, it was six years ago. And then, like, oh, that's, hold on, I got to, it's 20 years, it's seven years, you know, whatever a particular yeah. thing is. I think part of why 13 and three feels like it's been success longer is because I think we've watched this coach for three years. The wins haven't come the previous two, but we've come out of those two years thinking he's a good football Wouldn't coach. Wouldn't you say of like what part of makes the Astros story such a big story is they were so fucking good? It was like, was that yeah, what but we they watched? were so good after they had been so bad, and this is the group that made them great. Yeah, and then it was like, was what we watched all kind of fake? I, I'm just trying to show you, like, I, I think it's because such a big story for them because anyone that just casually watched baseball heard about them, watched them obviously in the playoffs, watched them just hit bombs against everybody. It was just that's why to me that story resonates with so much people. Like, did what I witness, and I fuck guy, I lost money on them. Actually, the Red Sox two years ago, but I I kind of look at the Red Sox. Are they cheating into the buzzer shit too? If I if it, like the Niners have been so good, like on an Astros level, if I told you all of a sudden there was a cheating scandal tomorrow that Jay Glazer broke, it would feel like so crazy because they've been so dominant. Like part of what made the the Deflate Gate or uh, Spy Gate so powerful, it wasn't because like all oh, the Minnesota Vikings at ten and six got to the the random team did it. It was that the dominant team did it. And that's what the Niners, to me, it felt like all season long. It's just the elite of the elite. The elite of the fucking elite. And getting that. But what's crazy was there was this one kryptonite team that wasn't really that good. But when they played the Niners, it would have been like whoever Muhammad Ali's like toughest opponent was. I think I've read it was it was Foreman just because he hit so hard, right? Or I think it was Foreman. 
who was whoever he fought the Rumble in the Jungle, the guy could just hit him hard, like the rope of dopes could just wear him down because he was such a hard striker. Wasn't Ken Norton Sr.? No, I think, but I think he fought Foreman, was it three times? Did he lose to Foreman? Don't quote me on that a little before my time. Luckily, most people listening before their time, too. But my point is that, like... The Rumble was Foreman, though. The Niners, you know, it, it just took... I, I don't know. Like, could would Seattle, like, maybe they were just destined to win the NFC. But when you look back, you went, really, it was... I learned who Dan Buns was, because, again, I was, like, three years old when that happened. Uh, not, not. I don't claim to be your, a Belichickian historian here, but they were a half inch away from this not being the path. It just shows right. you in sports how it really is the ultimate reality show, unless you're the Astros. I think, again, that's why it resonates so much. It's like, God, this is a real, unless it turns out like Kyle's bugging fucking uh, opponents, which seems <laughs> unlikely. Uh, I mean, they're kicking everyone's ass, dude. Maybe they are. Maybe they are up to something. It's uh, that's what I'm saying. They're so good. If a story came out like crazy, like some, pay, it would be so nuts, right? Because they're so good. Yeah. It it um, it turns out looking back, right? That when I just you, want to take a shot at the Astros too. Yeah, that's good. It turns out looking back that that maybe they won the NFC the day that the Saints lost to the Vikings, right? Because it felt like the Niners walked through the NFC. But they didn't play Seattle. They didn't play New Orleans. The two teams you didn't want to see. Like sometimes you got to have things go your way. For a team that had a bunch of injuries, those are things not going their way. To not have to play Seattle and not have to play New Orleans. Um, I, I like it turns out the they won the soup. They won the they won the NFC the week that. I guess one of them was the week that they didn't even play the bye, when the Vikings won and then Green Bay winning. Well, I think. Because it turns out the Green, we'll get to the game, but it turns out what they did to Green Bay Week One was, I mean, the first time they played Week Twelve was not a fluke. Well, you know, the, when the playoffs, when Wild Card Weekend happened, and then I guess actually next weekend too, the way everything broke, it's like the seas parted for the Niners and the Chiefs. Like it was just, it was their opportunity. Like they were getting in that bat with the pitcher they rake against in the big spot. Right, because the Chiefs, all of a sudden you look, you went, well, the Patriots are gone? Who just, I don't care how shitty they are, that's, you're viewing a Patriot team differently than the fucking uh, Tennessee Titans. I would just say, yeah. Yeah, the Titans. And the Niners, if I would have said, instead of Minnesota. And then the Ravens are gone? And and the Ravens are gone. All of a sudden it was like, Andy's got to do it. That's why I think when he was down 24-0, it felt like, oh my God, Andy, you have the fucking opportunity of a lifetime. And the story wrote itself ever since they scored. I don't know how many fucking points since. It was stupid. And same with the Niners, right? It was like, wait, the, the, the Saints are out of here. And then last weekend, Seattle's gone. We get fucking Minnesota and then the Green Bay team, which I think we all try to talk ourselves into. Like anyone with common sense was like, you know what? There's the NFC Championship game. You use the cliche. It's always harder to beat a team twice, which I, that's fair. You should. But everyone kept getting back to like, God, that first game, man, that first game. And then you kind of look at the Packers resume. Roger's like, we haven't lost since. And you're looking at the games, you're like, well, you beat the Lions by three. You know, and you squeaked by the fucking Redskins. Yeah, you kind of kicked the Vikings' ass 23 to 10. But I just watched the Vikings. I don't even think they're that good. You're like, I watched it against Seattle. You kind of kicked their ass, but then they kind of came back. I, it was almost like, could this really be? Could this be? And then he just... It was clear early. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> they're just better. It's like they're, again, back to the Jose movie, kind of like Barry. Just when he was up, it was like, advantage him. 
advantage him. Like, you're playing the Niners, especially at Levi's, like, advantage them. Yeah. They didn't have to travel. Think of, that is a big deal. Like, you kind of felt it in this playoffs, definitely with them. It's just, it's so much easier. Sleep in your own fucking bed. Go to the hotel. The routine, the... Come out of your own locker room. Yeah, it's just the comfort of everything. It's a... I really think you really feel it in this game, probably more than any. Like watching yesterday, the Packers flying out here, it's like, God, that's kind of a quick turnaround. But I mean, what were they going to do? Stay three days out here? It's kind of a weird deal. Just really hard to win. Just close your eyes and think like non-Patriots. How many teams win the NFC or AFC championship game on the road? It just, it's rare. That's why I think it was so hard for the Chiefs last year. And Mahomes talked about it. Like I dreamed about this day since last year. Dreamed about this day. Niner fans... You couldn't even – you would have been the ultimate kind of extreme homer, like drop an NFC championship game in like July this year, right? Right. Well, I, yeah. But I did. I do think, if we're honest, and I, and I could just kind of look back, we did start to broach the, as, two, as two people that did not think they were that level. Like I didn't come into the year thinking they were going to win the division. Um, but I think we started talking about whether or not this team was good enough by, by – you know, in September, it was just like, well, if you watched the NFL by late September, you just kind of looked around and went, so who are the great teams here, right? And it just – Yeah, by, that's by, by, the time, by, the, our by the time the season, wouldn't you say definitely by like mid to late October, it was clear this team was going to be something to be reckoned with? Yeah, but that's, it, that's probably more fair, early October. Yeah, I would say by the time like the Seattle game was coming around, you realize this team was a real deal. And even when they lost that, I just remember thinking, like, God, they're pretty fucking good. And then we we definitely knew the following couple weeks, right, when they beat Green Bay, they went toe-to-toe with Baltimore, and they won at New Orleans. Then it was clear, like, this team can win the NFC. But I also think we started doing the math. That was part of what, like, in late, early October, because they beat Cleveland. They blow Cleveland out on Monday Night Football, back when we thought Cleveland might be good, right? Well, then they go to the Rams and they beat the Rams twenty to seven. So they're five and zero. And then you just start doing the math. You're like, all right, now they play Washington, they play Carolina, they play Arizona, and then they play Seattle. If you can get through that three and one, then you're going to be eight and one, which is exactly what they did. I, you know what, I would say up and we'll see how the Super Bowl plays out. Obviously, kind of like LSU team, I would imagine they have an elite fan base, right, and a, a special history. But they had kind of been down for three or four years, like really down. Like just something was missing. And not down, like 49 are down. But then they had this perfect team. And by like midseason, you're talking yourself into it. You're talking yourself into it. Now they might be a little crazier. But there had to be the common sense LSU fans. Like, is this too good to be true? Is this too good to be true? Is this too good to be true? Because sometimes when the Patriots don't say that, right? The Yankees don't say that. The Astros stop saying that. Well, Kevin Durant Warriors stop saying that. But that first Warriors year, everyone was like, "Is it when you have a new group of players and a coach that's never done it? It's just it's just normal to ask yourself that, or your program hasn't done it in college. Like Duke, Duke people don't ask that, right? Uh, Gonzaga doesn't like. Are, are we really good enough to make the Final Four? No, you just think, yeah, we're fucking probably gonna make. We're gonna we got a good team to make the Final Four. The Niners. Now you're at the point like we can win the Super Bowl clearly, but I felt like you talked to everyone. Just casual people like the Niners are better than the Packers. But it's the NFC Championship game. But it can't be that easy. It's just human nature. Like, if this would have been the equivalent of a Patriot team, we all would have thought they were going to beat the shit out of them, right? 
If the yeah. Patriots had been the Niners this whole season, we would have been like, right. they would be a lock Super Bowl. They would be, right. they could be playing this Niners team and they would be a five or six point favorite, right? If, if the 15 and three Niners were playing a 15 and three Patriots that looked the same, they would be a big favorite. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs are favorite, they would be favorite. I just got a text. Buddy put $250 in July for the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. At like wow. thirty five to one, it pays eighty seven hundred dollars. And his wow. his question was like, "Do I hedge?" Now, my question, my response is always, "I fundamentally disagree with hedging." Though four grand is a lot if you can split it, but if you're to me, I understand hedging if you have like a fifty thousand dollar bet, like some of these big money guys, right? But right. to me, if your loss is only two hundred fifty dollars, I what's the high of the bet, right? Especially you are a Niner fan. Yeah, I mean the question is like. Yeah, pay off a student loan with four thousand dollars. Yeah, he doesn't need the money. So then you go for the high. Yeah. To me, if like you had put five thousand dollars, <laughs> I it, mean, it's easy for me to say. But I do. See, I think would you? I think like ha- I think Haberman would hedge. I don't think I would. I say it's easy for me to say, but I don't think I would. Because to me, eight thousand four thousand dollars is a lot of money. I think eight thousand dollars feels eighty-seven like fifty. Okay, so nine thousand dollars yeah. feels to me like significantly more than forty five hundred. Especially when what you're risking, the two hundred fifty is not a big deal. Cause at forty five hundred you either you do some stuff with it or you just put it away. At nine at nine thousand, you can do some stuff with it and put some money away, right? Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can you can get a brand new recliner, a sweet sound bar, and still put away six grand. To me though, also, the high of winning that is I didn't do the taxes on that, but Okay, well, guy, you don't pay taxes when you get with the right people. <laughs> you, you, uh, I don't win, so I don't, I don't ever have that problem. Yeah, it's just uh, be a highly bet Super Bowl. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's, you know, I think my overall feeling right now, John, on Sunday night is, on one hand, I can't believe it, but on the other hand, this goes back to something I said on the last podcast. When you just watch them and just accept what you know to be true within a given season, it's not surprising at all. They've looked like the best team for the longest part of the season, I think. Guy, they won the NFC Championship game by 17 points. Their quarterback's box score was 6 of 8. 6 of 8. 6 of 8. Their Hall of Fame tight end had one catch. If I had told you George Kittle has one catch last week, what would you have said? I, well, I guess I don't even know how I would have comprehended it, but if you would have said they were through for 77 yards, you'd have been like, well, they're not getting blown out because it would be impossible, right? They would throw for more. Yeah, Maybe they just have you, a huge lead and they just run the ball. If you told me he had eight pass attempts, then I'd say either he threw eight interceptions and they just never had the football. Or he got hurt. Well, okay, but yeah, that is something. he got I hurt. Yeah, well. Guy, they ran for 285 yards. This feels like a Nevada Reno team with fucking Kaepernick, Chris Alt, and Vitaya. Yeah, whenever Vitaya, when everyone's talking about good knowledge, when everyone's like talking that? about they had three 1000 yard rushers on that team. Hashtag the whack. Three 1000 when everyone's talking about no one knows how to stop this thing. You know what's great? You know what's great and I mean, we've talked about this before. I I know Cower did a good rant on this the other day, like what really makes football special? And in this game specifically, they the star of the game. If I, I think maybe they have an MVP of the game, it's not like it really gets talked about. But like Raheem Mostert, 
wasn't just an undrafted free agent. Like, multiple people were tweeting. He had been cut like six or seven times from various teams. The Browns, the Eagles, uh, other teams cut him. Do you know that he signed? I saw someone say that he just signed because the Niners liked him so much as a core special teams player and a backup. Like a three-year eight-point... It was Marcus Riley, former Fresno State Bulldog. Three-year $8.6 million contract this season. Think about that. The dude that just ran for 220 yards, the 49ers signed, just because they liked him, and you see him up on stage with his daughter, clearly a high-level guy. He's like the best gunner in the league. He ran for 220 yards. Like, that's not even possible... I guess in baseball, maybe later drafted guys become stars, but not someone that gets cut off like six teams that then becomes like a staple. Seven teams. Seven teams, guy. Seven teams. And then Emmanuel... Seven times, so maybe the same team twice. Yeah, same team. It definitely happened the same team twice. Emmanuel Mosley. Here's my tweet. Not verbatim, but I've been watching the NFL now for 10 plus years getting paid to talk about football players. Either with a team or in the media. I think Emmanuel Mosley is the best undrafted free agent corner. Like, there are certain positions like guards. You see undrafted free agents. Running backs. Like, Mozart's not in a world class by himself because of the way he started. We see that happen with running backs all the time. We don't see it at corner. Most teams, their defensive backfield is all drafted. Look look at the 49ers. Sherman, really an all-time outlier, like fifth-rounder Hall of Famer. Kwaski Tart, second rounder. Jimmy Ward, first rounder. Uh, Quan Williams, pretty sure was drafted. Akella Weatherspoon, third rounder. I mean, and Quan's not even a starter. I mean, technically he's a nickel, but just that position doesn't just have randoms, guy. That's not the way it works. And this guy was an undrafted free agent. Quan was undrafted too, but he's a little older. Oh. That's another one. I I don't know. I think Kyle was. K1. I always call him Quan. K1. I know. The, but now that, now that Quan's back, we have to. That is true. Kyle actually, I'll give him credit. Raheem Mostert and mm-hmm. K1 were with the Browns the year he was there. So, like, are they on this team randomly? Because no. the Niners signed him in 2017. Does Kyle know? Like, I kind of like going against this guy in practice. Is he thinking yep. that? Because here's another he thing. He probably knows he just knows he's fast as hell. Well, the Cleveland Browns, 15. He did not. He wasn't in the NFL in 2016. Think about that. No team. So like Kyle, this him and Lynch, they hit a lot of fucking the right buttons here, guy. Uh, Raheem Mozart has the second Mozart. He earns the nickname more with every week. Second most rushing yards in a playoff game. Only Eric Dickerson on January 4th, 1986, had more. 248. He's the first player in NFL history to run for 200 yards and at least four touchdowns in a playoff game. Incredible accomplishment. He's, I mean, is he either starting running back next year? I mean, that, you know, I don't even know what that means. They've had three starting running backs this year, but yeah, I mean, the one thing you would say about him, you're like, oh, he's a system fit, it's Kyle. All that stuff might be true, but he is fast as hell. And he runs hard as shit. I mean, the tackles he breaks... Because, guy, he can't wiggle. Like, he has no wiggle. It's all just foot in the ground and go. And when he goes, he goes. Like you say, he's hauling ass. Consistently, guys are taking bad angles on yeah, him. Take, you I, that? I think he, yeah, his speed creeps up on guys. Whatever it is, you watch him and you go, yeah, this is one of the best running backs in the league. If you were just brought some random guy. Because every game that he plays well, 
he looks like an all-star level player, does he not? Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's just a good rotational NFL guy. It's like, is he the Niners' best player? When he's good, he dominates. This is the smile on his face with the daughter in his hands. Like, obviously for, for Kyle and John, all the hard work. But if you're Raheem Mostert, you just in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl had 29 carries, 220 yards, and four touchdowns. Like how – I know he's got the Super Bowl, and I know everyone's like, we got one more to win. How do you just – do you just take tonight and just kind of smile? I mean, how, are, are you just in heaven but on earth for a short period of time? Like it just doesn't get any better than that. Like there's nothing – there's nothing in the media profession. Maybe if like – Fox asked you to call a Super Bowl that day when you had asked to call the Super Bowl, but you wouldn't feel that way after the call. You know, you just, I mean, it'd be a big deal, but you're not like. Is it good? Are my, are my DMs popping? Yeah, but I mean, what is that? Like there's, to me, I, I would say the bigger moment would be when you got the opportunity to do it, when you were told. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think there's an equivalent in the media because there's not a box score. Like this guy, yeah. this guy did it. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe. Obviously, you call it fucking Super Bowl or whatever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish your future accomplishments, but it's just in the history of the sport, guy. Like you just said, it doesn't. It just doesn't get any better than that. Like we're talking about in the history of, because you said playoff games. This, mm-hmm. I'd say, the NFC Championship game is a little different the first two rounds. While they are important, right? This one is just. If he runs and at like, home, at home too, is just. Feels special. You could argue if he just if he has like half this game. What if he just goes for 110, 20 carries, two touchdowns in the Super Bowl? Is he a Super Bowl MVP if the game's well, like twenty five? Yeah, 20? I mean because it's one of the, it's not like the quarterback like you said was six of eight. So there's not really any debate who the most. It's not like the quarterback was thirteen of seventeen. He was six of eight. It's easy to say that of most teams in the last twenty years, Jimmy has got to be one of the more hit or miss Super Bowl MVPs. He could do it, but he could easily not do it. I would say it'd probably but, be an upset I, if he did do it, right? But here's to me what's unique about it is you telling me he doesn't do it doesn't really tell me anything about the game. No, it doesn't me mean does anything. It, like if you tell me if you tell me Mahomes is not the MVP, that tells me something. Yes, I agree. Um, if I tell you but, Mahomes is the MVP, do the Chiefs win? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we kind of know that's it's tough because like the MVP doesn't come, isn't the losing team isn't getting the MVP, but. I think you guys get the point. Is that a rule? I don't know if it's a rule, but I mean, yeah, how is it not it, it's, a r- yeah, rule? It's, it's the point of the game is to win the game. Yeah. The NBA Twitter would say, doesn't matter. Losing player can get it. The, the MVP. Didn't it happen one time in hockey? Like the other goalie got it, remember? Uh, he, well, you know, he stood on his head, John. Yeah, he stood on his head. Really standing on his head. Before we get into the Niner Packer game, because that game is just crazy in and of itself, I think we deserve some reflection. Let's tell the people that this podcast is brought to you in part by LinkedIn. Great to have LinkedIn on board. If you're a business owner looking to grow your business, LinkedIn can help you find the right hires that can set you up for a strong year. As people that have worked with people, we know having the right people in the right roles is critically important. Just watch the 49ers. It's everything. LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn jobs, screens candidates with the hard and the soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Yep, guy. Uh, that's how LinkedIn makes sure the job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person guy on LinkedIn is hired every eight seconds. 
every, what? every eight seconds. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform guy? Delivering the quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash ham. Again, that's linkedin.com slash ham to get a $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. I, I think uh, talking to the LinkedIn people, one thing that's uh, critically important, John, one thing that gives LinkedIn jobs the edge over other uh, board sites is that LinkedIn has the algorithm that reaches passive candidates. That means people that aren't even actively applying for jobs, you can headhunt, track them down, pick them off somebody else's practice squad, and put them in the role that they belong in. Yeah, it's that companies are built on the people inside them. That's right, John. Uh, this this company is built on you, the listener, and we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Not, not on us. Uh, podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM in the numeral one. Uh, they've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, very helpful 24-7 customer service team. And right now, they will match your first deposit 50% up to 1000 bucks. If you should choose, you can also decline the deposit. But HAM1 is the promo code at mybookie.ag. What do we got? Yeah, I mean, I... I for some, maybe I was reading the line the whole time wrong. I thought I kept reading it, Niners minus one. But this line, you were right. We talked before the podcast, and I might have said this on it. The, the Chiefs were, I think it started at one. They were minus one. And, right. and now they're up to one and a half. How many times this season, guy, could you get this Niner team, you get a point and a half, and you can get a money line just one to one. You bet $500, you win $500. Typically with the Niners, like today, in this game today, minus seven and a half, it was like you had to bet two hundred eighty dollars to win a hundred. I mean, it was they were such big under or favorites. It's pretty nuts, man. I if if the Niners had been the equivalent of a team that had been good for a while, like if they were Seattle or the Packers or something, I, I think this line would be different. I, I do think that this newness and just this unknown, even though this year they're known, I, I think that's factors in. Obviously, Mahomes has been doing a little longer. Now, you could argue just the team in the Super Bowl with the best quarterback should just probably be favored. Maybe that's how I was looking at it. Like, I just wonder, people outside the Bay, would you bet on the Chiefs right now? I would take the Niners. Now, I, I, I think I have more than appropriate fear from a Niners standpoint of Pat Mahomes. Like, I look at this game. If you told me you think it's a coin flip, uh, I'd buy it. But I, to me, the Niners have you could you could convince me you would just take the underdog in this game. Honestly, you would just take whoever the underdog is, just because they have like, good value. Do, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But but we're not talking about three points here. We're talking about one and a half. So uh, maybe that's not the greatest strategy. But just on a basic level, I just I think I'd feel more regret if I bet against the team with the better defense in this game, and that's the 49ers. Will I mean it's kind of crazy, John D Ford. Like we talked about this whole thing here. D Ford, Super Bowl Chiefs, didn't want him. That is pretty nuts. They got some good. I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah, game, I mean, but. guy, this is the last game of the year to gamble on NFL wise. We're done. Now the good thing with my bookie, they got the Premier League and the NBA and all that. Yeah, so. golf. I mean, we got a lot of other stuff to gamble on, but I'm saying the last football game. This is the last yeah. football game. I know. Well, when is the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl this year? Does, do they still plan it? I don't know. Are, are they still playing it? Uh, let's talk about Niners-Packers, John, before we get to the Super Bowl matchup, which we'll have plenty of time to talk about. This game was crazy. It was crazy because 
Uh, and by the way, thank you, United Airlines, for having TVs on the plane. That didn't work. Luckily, I watched the first quarter before takeoff, watched the fourth quarter on my phone when I landed, watched the rest of the game before we started this podcast in between. Uh, you just put your car in short-term parking? That was a bummer, John. Major bummer. You put, I did? You do? Yeah. How much does it cost for like three days? It's $144. That's not bad. I mean, I'm not paying for it. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it's classic way employees think. I know, but bad mindset guy. Uh, yeah, there's this company out there that does this thing where it's like the employee gets rewarded for saving. Like, there's a market rate for whatever you know. For you book it yourself, and you get rewarded if you come in under the estimate. Wow, it's a good. It's pretty smart. Public company, uh, can we invest in it? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do some digging on that. But uh, I knew I just had to get to the car, get home, and get to this podcast Sunday night quickly. But I think one of I think you said something earlier did when we you talked about this about what, San Francisco's. I did. I got to the car. The game was still going on. I had it on my phone, streaming the video while listening to Papa in the last, you know, whatever, five minutes. Um, but I think it's just hard to imagine things happening that you haven't seen and like really believing them. And the blowout the first time these two played was so significant that we thought, well, that can't happen again. Well, it didn't quite happen that way, but it was twenty-seven to nothing in the third quarter of the game. Twenty-seven to nothing. Was that the halftime score? Yeah, it was, 20, did, did it was, not, it was twenty-seven yeah. at half. Twenty-seven nothing at halftime because he throws the pick and then they score. That that and when I when my plane took off, it was ten nothing. Okay, and I was pretty confident that when I landed, uh, it that I, I that they were going to be in the, they were going to be leading the football game just the way it looked. Yeah, I thought the game was a borderline joke effort from the Packers. Not from an effort standpoint. They just have no chance. None. They're, if their head coach was Bill Parcells or Bill Walsh, they, they were just – they were undermanned. And I, I wrote about it, talking to my guys in the NFL, and we talked about it on the podcast. Like, they were built a lot like Minnesota. You think of them unlike them because they got Rodgers and the way they played. That's not the way this team played. They were not built to come back. That it just they guy they they average twenty three points a game. The Niners are like well over thirty. I don't know yeah. what the Chiefs are. They feel like they're about fifty. But they're the Packers are not built like some explosive offense. Like they had to get kind of hit two massive lucky plays when the Niners were kind of fucking staring at butterflies to make it twenty to thirty seven. Under no circumstances does thirty seven to twenty tell the story of this game at all. To me, this game felt like a. 48 to 3. Just a just a molly whopping. I mean an ass whooping. And it looked a lot like week one, the first time they played. Cuz when it was 17 to nothing and before he throws the pick, I I tweeted like, god, if I just added it up. It was 58 to or 54 to 8. I'm like, so far these two teams have played now you know, five and a half quarters and the score is 54 to 8. You know, I know the first game means nothing, but it does in the sense of the second game looks exactly the same. Like, it's, we're kind of getting evidence here. This, this is not a fair fight. And you know what we learned? Like, we're the, the, to me, the Packers aren't frauds. You go 14-3 and three in the NFL, that's impressive. Now, if they had played tougher teams, because I thought about it, was their division a little shittier? You went, well, the Bears were down this year. They own Minnesota, and the Lions suck. So, yeah, they took advantage of it, and I'm pretty sure they went 6-0 in their division. Because they beat Minnesota twice, they definitely beat Detroit twice, mm, and they I think you're right. And I, they beat Chicago twice. 
I'd be shocked if they didn't go 6-0. and But, so, listen, you win all your divisional games, you take care of business, but they, you know, on, on the right year, are they a 13-3 and team, or are they probably like a 10 or 11 win team? Like, when I watched them, they felt like, ah, oh, it's a 10-6 team. Like, to me, they, they're just Minnesota. But they yeah. get to play Minnesota. So instead of being 11-5, and they're fucking 13-3 and because they got Minnesota in their division. And then you watch them. If your style is running the ball, well, you can't run it on the Niners. And two, like if the Niners are on, they're just going to score. So you're either going to match them or you're going to be behind. And if you're behind and you don't have some great game plan like some teams have had, like the LA Rams that one night when Jared Goff was just, you know, it was like, damn. They just kind of came out swinging. Mm-hmm. You can't block the front. Because once you get 17-0, you think they're like, hey, guys, watch for uh, power. No. Right. Bosa and Ford are like, let's fucking eat. Let's eat. Because it's just, that's a pass. I've never been a pass rusher. But what's the best time to be a pass rusher? When you know they're When throwing. they got to throw. Yeah. And, and their offensive line is not great. And it's just... Rodgers kind of running for his life. And then if you can't throw it to Devontae every play, which I love Devontae Adams. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. And he is a number one wide receiver. But if your team's going to be really good, you need like an Amari Cooper next to him. or something. Like he doesn't have any help. He's not Julio Jones. We're just in the biggest game. He can just double coverage and dominate it all. And he's, I, again, I'm a pro Devontae guy, but they are not built like they're not, they weren't a Super Bowl team. And whether it was the Niners, like, they were going to lose to somebody. Like, they were not. If fucking all the Niners had broken legs on the first play of the game, the Chiefs would kill this team, don't you think, with a healthy Mahomes? Kill this team might be yeah, strong, man, but I, win pretty I, easily. It's crazy just, that they got this far. I, I think I don't, one you, thing you I was usually thinking, don't see a, this, a team get this far that you look back and go, God, I don't know if they were that good. Well, because, you know, it's like, the, the, they, the, first of all, the Packers play the Seahawks, who – you could have told me their record was anything, and I would have believed you. Seattle, right? Yeah. I just knew when they played the Niners, it could they could have been. It didn't matter. If I would have said at the end of the year, they could like, have been fourteen and two. You know, that was a t- or, or it was like God, that was a tough ass team. They were like eight and eight. It felt like a nine <laughs> and seven team. Yeah. The Packers, I think, you know, when when they when when the version of us is doing a podcast in thirty years, and all they know is like the football reference because they're only twenty eight. I'm like, oh, that Packers team was 13 and three with Aaron Rodgers. Must have been legit. Well, guy, I said the I said the Chiefs today had never made the Super Bowl, and the majority of my replies were just about like the point of what I said about the tickets being super high. Like yeah. two of my 30 mentions to that tweet were like, Middlecoff, you're a little young. They didn't make the Super Bowl twice. The NFL merged in '70. But Len, Len Dawson took them, right? No one sees. Right? No one even knows. Like, yeah, the Chiefs didn't make Super Bowl. They were just well, talking some, about they, 50 years. Most of your followers are going to repeat that take tomorrow. Fuck yeah, because the guy... And won't all, get called all out. All they kept saying was like, this is the first time in 50 years, 50 years, 50 years. It was like, well, the AFC and NFC started in 1970. I just did the math. Like, oh, the Super Bowl existed before... Again, I'm not a historian, Belichickian levels. Yeah, there were four Super Bowls before the NFL-AFL merger. But that's where I consider... That's why I tried to double down. I was like, yeah, I consider the NFL... Post AFL NFL merger. Right. No, you're, it's very good to draw that line. <laughs> yeah, technically they made the Super Bowl different league though, different league. Because I kept thinking like, is that right? They got those NFL films of him like, uh, let's go get them, boys, or you know, Hank Schramm. Yeah, you're right. Len Dawson, the picture smoking the cigarettes. All right, boys, let's go. I got this piece of paper. So yeah, just I don't you know I, I just I'm at a loss. 
I, I didn't think it was gonna be. I, I just think that for use the Warriors for example, were any of their titles or even I, I would say their first year, the first time they made it, ended up beating LeBron. You would say it was their easiest path, right? They really only felt in the second round they played the Memphis Grizzlies and they were down two one. But then Tony Allen got hurt. They sweep them. You know, they went four, three straight or whatever. And then they play the Rockets, who had Dwight Howard. I think they beat him four to one. Then they get LeBron. It went six. Four, so it was two. actually a little tighter. But it was like, it was really hard for LeBron because he had to do everything. And then every year, the next four years were really kind of oh, more yeah, difficult. Four, right? That was the one where it was four one. But remember, early the Rocket series felt like it could go six, seven. Yeah. Cause, and then he, he missed the game winner in game one. And then the yeah. Warriors, I think, won the With next Steph one. Steph and Clay double team. But think about then the next year they ended up losing it, but they almost lost to OKC. The following year, oh, they get Kevin. It was kind of easy. The yeah. next year, though, the Rockets season was hard. Like it's usually kind of hard, even when you think you're really good. Like there's a chance the Niners team on paper next year, guy, is better than this one, and their opponents, because like in theory the Packers should be better next year, right? You get more drafts, keep good players, you have your core together. Some of the, the Eagles maybe bounce back, maybe McCarthy Cowboys. Like it could be like the wild card round. The Niners are the are eleven and five. They won the division and they're hosting the fucking Cowboys are, are a wild card team and they could lose. You know, it's just or vice versa. More and you might have think like I think we're better and our record doesn't look the same. That's normal. That's sports. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever be this easy to get to the get to the Super Bowl. Because, hell, when's the last time the Patriots had an easy Super Bowl run to the Super Bowl? It's usually... Well, it just... They get a game or two. Yeah. You get, you get a lot of options. You're like, well, you know, the in 11 and 12. <laughs> but you just start... I think part of that, too, is you start... To your point, it doesn't go this way. You start playing enough of them, they start looking the way the playoffs look, which is just terrifying. Weird shit happens, yeah. I mean, the Niners... I'm not trying to think too big picture here because we got the Super Bowl coming up, but it, it kind of feels like is this just you know one of the staple teams for the next three or four years? Or is well, it- I think I like this is what I'm confident in saying, and I you know I guess all the stuff we're going to talk about crosses over into all these different conversations. But Kyle Shanahan is a top tier NFL coach, like a legitimate. If we started listing the best coaches in the NFL after Belichick, I would put him on the top tier. Whoever you, whoever else you want to put up there, I would put him up. Would there. you? Have, would you have the guy he's about to face up there? Yes. These are two. Yes, I would have. If we, we, we can rattle through it, but and maybe you would have put McVeigh on it last year. I don't know. But Kyle's up there, and Andy Reid is on that list. And you put no one ahead of Belichick, so maybe he's tier one A all alone. Yeah. And then there's tier one. I think that's the case. And to me, that tier of like, if you said, guy, you are in charge of a team, you can you can take anybody's coach. Give me your short list. That short list would be. Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, like call me John Harbaugh would not be on that short list, right? I, I'd probably hire Bruce Arians over John Harbaugh because I know Bruce can do something. That's interesting. Would Pete be on? I mean, you'd have to put, you'd have to consider Pete. I, I just think the times are like, do I really want the CEO leader in 2020 would McVay, with the rules? Would Would McVay be on that? I list? think he would because I would lean offense. I would lean play callers. Doug Peterson. I'd want a dynamic play caller. I'd want a play caller. I know Arians doesn't call plays now, but I'd be like, Bruce, I'm going to hire you, but you're going to call plays. That would be my man. So, so look, I'd put Kyle ahead of I, – I, I'd put – You Kyle, ready for this? I, I'd, put, I'd, I'd put, put him ahead of Doug Peterson. Doug did win a Super Bowl guy. I know. I'm just telling you. I'm, I, I'm just – when I watch his teams, they are – they just do so much – now, Philly Philly, 
impressive. I'm just telling you I'd put Kyle higher on my list. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of, not really. I mean, Doug's one. It's fair to argue with. Yeah. But I, this is, I, I don't pay you for what you did for somebody else's team two years ago. I'm hiring you now to be my head football coach for the future. Yeah, that's fair. So I, I just. I, I would say um, if you look I'm at like make, Andy's sixth year with Kansas City, it shows you how hard it's going to be for Kyle just to like think how much winnings Andy done for the last six years. Playoffs every year, probably three or four playoff wins over that run. Last year hosted the AFC Championship game, had just a pretty big kick in the dick loss in recent memory. This year gets back. Like can Kyle, I, I know we annoying him. It just shows you. And I think I, we're annoying him because of what he's doing. And if you just watch football, it's clear. But it's like, if you're anointing, like usually that coach, we're talking like three or four straight years of just playoffs, like three straight NFC West, maybe a couple Super Bowl bursts, win one, lose one. Like that's that's gravy. That's all you got to do. Win one, lose one, lose one, win one. Like if he loses this one, can he win one in two years? It's like he's been to two in three years, won one, a legend. It's, it shows you it's hard, right? I feel confident, big picture, because if your coach is great, and I think we've seen his ceiling, his ceiling is like Altuve with a buzzer. <laughs> you know, it's, just like, it's unstoppable. So, if, uh, real, sorry, yeah, just thought. it just Sean McDermott, tier one. No, you you uh, could argue like Andy in tier one because even like his resume. I know if you're you we're projecting forward, like is just. Sorry, yeah. Let me let me get away from the tears and just make it simple. I, I know what you're saying. Your your short list. You're hiring coaches. Who's your short list? You, you, Vrabel. Yeah, he'd be he'd be sneaky up there. You could argue that Kyle and Andy almost feel like I know it's heat of the moment a little bit, but kind of feel like type guys. One people love them. I mean, Andy has 20 years of people swearing by him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you're right. We got to be careful, just because you, if you had done it, if we had done this conversation last year, you'd say Nagy t- would be on the short list, and maybe he still would be. Maybe he'd be on Middlecoff short list. But would Andy leave? And the maybe he, for me? and, and he can get back. Uh, Sh- oh, sorry, sorry, Sean Payton. By the way, yeah, I, I think we know Sean the Payton. names, and then there's a couple. I think Doug would be an interesting one, though. I mean, guy, he did win the Super Bowl and he beat Belichick. So he does. And then the next the year, he won then, another but, playoff game. Like, does Kyle yeah. go to the playoffs next? If he wins or loses the Super Bowl, does he get to the playoffs next year and win it? Win a game? Like, that That would be a win. You can lose some... Once you start rattling off consistently, it just shows you, like, there's... I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves here, but there's just... We're anointing this guy. Part of it's going to be now just win for a little while. Like, can you have a right. Tomlin, a Peyton? Just be in the mix. Because, like, back to what you originally said about the playoffs, weird shit's going to happen. You're going to lose a game where... Jordan Jefferson of the Green Bay Packers, their first-round pick. Hopefully, they don't get that guy LSU... Catches a ball on top of his head in Lambeau in round two, and you lose. Like, just that, that happened to Belichick multiple times. So that's okay. But you gotta, you gotta just keep stacking them. And that's big picture, because I think Kyle right now, every fan base goes, God, Kyle's cool. God, Kyle's good. But, and he's backed it up with fucking flying colors. It's just we'll focus on this game first. But I think this game is either way. You know, unless he, the only way I think he would, I mean, weird things can happen that we, it's impossible to even guess. But if something happens where he feels like Pete Carroll throws the ball, which I'd be a little shocked, but historically some weird things have happened in this game. And part of it is right just because, what, 80, 70, 100 million people are watching. So it's just every little thing feels like 
50 times bigger. Like, let's hope Kyle doesn't do a 2017 or Andy doesn't blow cock manager. I just want whoever to win this game for my own. This is personal now. Because, one, we just talk a lot about the Niners. Two, I care about the people with the Chiefs. I just want the right team to win. But I don't want something weird to happen. That's what I'm personally hoping for. I don't want a Pete Carroll, Malcolm Butler situation. I just want a win fair and square game. Even if it's a, right. even if it's a historic But that's Montana because you're game. having a hard... Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to have to talk a lot of shit about the other one. Yeah, I know. But I, but I also think both of those guys have... Yeah, I know. I, they've both established. I think they've reached a bar. But the game, but it's a game in its isolated form. Yep. You just get. No, I hear you. It's a it's a highly magnified contest. Do you think, by the way? So, Rogers said afterwards, you know, it hurts, but this was I'll always remember this year for being the year football became fun again. Do you view this as the beginning of the next Packers era, or kind of the end of Rogers having a chance to go to Super Bowls? I think, man, if they were to draft... Because he's talking like it's the beginning, but... Yeah, I think you draft a quarterback, kind of Farvian, potentially, but you also... Well, what I'm, talk- I'm talking about the Aaron Rodgers era, though, is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but... Here. Not the LaFleur Isn't era. their team going to be pretty good next year, though, if they can add a couple pieces in free agency and then have a good draft? Like they're, he's still good enough? Their team is, is good. That, is that, yeah, he's, just he's get, still good enough? Why not just draft, try to like get like an Ertz, Kittle-type guy? I mean, obviously those guys are really... I'm just saying, like get them a young second, third-round tight end. Sign, you know, guys get cut every year. Like Emmanuel Sanders available, Sammy Watkins get cut. Like you just add one of those guys, maybe draft a Debo. Like you can. Their team is already pretty fucking good. That's the thing. Like I didn't view them as a Super Bowl team, but they're a playoff team. They got the Smith brothers. They got some young DBs. Their running backs good. Devontae's a good player. You just need now. Like to me, they might have been a year too early. Like they actually could be better next year because you watch Rodgers like. He's just undermanned. Their, their receiving core guy is just not good enough. It's just, it's just not at this level. Like, Debo and Emmanuel Sanders is better. Like, Debo, Emmanuel Sanders, and Kittle, to me, are dramatically better than Devontae and then the next two. Right? Because you'd say Kittle's elite, Devontae's borderline elite, but then Debo and Emmanuel are much better than, like, Lazard and this version of Jimmy Graham. I mean, Jimmy Graham was cool in, like, 2014. Right. It's 2020. That maybe part of it. I was just saying part of that against the Niners at Candlestick. That was Jimmy Graham. That's a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was just say part of it's probably dependent on Lafleur. Like, is Lafleur kind of his own? Is he just continue to track in the positive direction? If he does, then I have a hard time seeing like an Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan. When do they ever get blown out in playoff games? Like, could you see so, their teams I think blown this, out in playoff games? I think this. Do you want to start talking about that game now, or anything else to say about the Niners? I mean, well, two I, more I, things I, about. I just, about I'm, judging, I'm talking about Lafleur, though. Like, that would be my red flag. Like, you get blown out. Now, granted, oh. you got blown out twice. Like, could you see yeah. an Andy Reid, even an underman team? I'm talking getting blown out twice by the same team. E- yeah, even Vrabel, his team's clearly undermanned. They're not as good as the Chiefs, but they just they kind of just stood in there and fucking were a valiant foe. I'll tell you, man. I if I had to bet right now, I don't. I, I think it's less than fifty percent that Aaron Rodgers is back in an NFC Championship game. I would tend to agree with you. I, I'll, but a big part of that, if you just said Lafleur was basically, if you're just like, well, he's basically Kyle 2.0, you would feel differently about that, right? I think you question the coach. I know I do. 
Like part of that. Yeah, saying, I question. I just don't even really I, like. I know I watched Kyle through some bad years, and I was like, God, I. Yeah, I. I don't know. I just know you got to have a lot of things that are really good, and one of them is your coach has to be elite if you're going to be consistently at that level. And thirteen and three felt a little flawed to me this year for them. Um. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, you could argue I'm just playing the odds. It's not even that crazy it's not really that crazy of a take yeah no it's not take crazy at but all. there's just a lot of questions and well look at look at minnesota three years ago in the nfc championship get blown out then they go we're gonna sign kirk cousins to get over the hill they miss the playoffs and then they're one and done in the playoffs think how just difficult it is right because they just thought we were just an average quarterback and, and you'd say this minnesota is more talented than green bay just the quarterback is a huge flip and you'd even go, well, I, I'd take – if I had to take a coach for a year, would you take Zimmer or LaFleur just to coach your team for a year? He's crusty, but he's – If cr- I got Zimmer, who's my OC? Yeah, though? he gets a Kubiak type or something. Okay, I mean, he's crusty, yeah. but he's proven he's yeah. pretty fucking good, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I do see where you're like, would I want John Harbaugh? I do want a coach that is definitive. You're calling offense or defense. I'm, I'm even open to the defensive guys, but I would just like Sean McDermott or – you know, are you Zimmer? Zimmer sitting there in the game. He's not just like timeouts and leading. I, I, I'm kind of over CEO coaches. Even Andy, like Andy, lets Bianami uh, call some plays, but he's calling plays too. Like he's in the game and he, he, he leaves on defense because he like a little Sean McVay style. That, I'll give Kyle credit; he doesn't really do that. Now, granted, what's he gonna? <laughs> Jimmy, don't worry; we're just gonna keep running. I don't think. Have you ever seen a video of Kyle go over, like, go sit down? He maybe goes over there and chats. I feels like I see the only video I see of Kyle is on yeah. the sideline. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I have seen that because Andy's a king of go, he goes with Mahomes a lot. Now the quarterback coach is Mike Kafka, who's a good guy, younger guy, so it's not as crazy. And the offense is just his baby, like, like really his baby, and he doesn't. I, I think Kyle likes defense a little more than Andy. <laughs> Proven out over years, probably. <laughs> like Andy legitimately likes, like he loves football, but he loves, like he's, that's why him and Gruden are so tight. He loves offense. You don't think they spend much time talking about what their defenses are up to? Loves offense. I think he likes defensive players, like being around them, talking to them. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think he's consumed with like, he just, how do I score more points? And in fairness, like this is his perfect team. Yeah. It's like, we're a little flawed. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. We scored, you know, how many touchdowns they scored in the last two games? 15? I don't know. It's like, it's on. Like Donkey Kong. Probably doesn't, it doesn't even feel that weird to him. I think this is football heaven for him. This is kind of a little different version of probably, his, you know, his, I mean, he was part of some of those. They were replaying, uh, yeah, Friday night. They had a lot of Packer Niner games going from the mid to late 90s. You're like, God, you know, Andy and Mariucci were on. Well, Andy was on the Packers staff still. Mariucci was then the head coach for the Niners. But it was like, God, this is in Favre, just like running around, throwing touchdowns, high-fiving guys, and Steve Young throwing picks. And you're like, these guys were part of this. And it was like Yankees, Red Sox, and it's prime, it felt like back then. So like to this, and Favre, like really young Favre with the goatee, baby face Favre, but like a but kind of a grizzled baby face. Like looks like he's a 23-year-old, but he's a drinker. Mahomes legitimately looks baby-faced. Like, Jimmy just looks like a Hollywood hunk, right? Mahomes Mahomes looks like a 
I bet Mahomes, if you, I mean, he's so famous now, but like got carded all the time when he was like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Like very, very just rosy red cheeks. Doesn't have to shave really. Looks young. He looks really young. He does not play young. He's a, he's a, he's a rock star. Super rock star. And it's fun to watch. Like the Niners players that are really fun to watch. Jimmy can be. But Mahomes, every game is. Just like Kittle for the most part. Now, like football nerds, if you watch like the All-22, watching them block. But Mahomes is just a fucking rock star. He's your prototypical just superstar quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and really, it's if, if I tell you that Mahomes is a 15-year career, he's kind of just scratching the surface. Like for Brett's three MVPs, he became so much more famous when we got into like high school. Even though he wasn't going to Super Bowl, he was Brett Favre. He was like the, it was his league. It's going to feel like if Mahomes wins one or loses one, and then gets back to another one. Think of by the time he's like thirty, the equity he'll have built up. Like yeah, like once Steph got to that first NBA Finals and he won it, it was just a wrap, and he won that MVP. If Mahomes wins this thing, I mean the sky's the limit on his superstardom. I'm telling you, I think he's only scratching the surface. And he's already got into, like, the Mahomie, like, the good ad. Not like the Baker Mayfield's one feels cheesy. His feels more like, yeah, it's kind of big league. Like him and Rodgers, right? How about the uh, the thing that uh, Schrager... I guess they do it every Friday. Well, I know. But the one, is it Kyle? Yeah, Kyle Brandt. I mean, he crossed uh, the line a couple times. Like, you're on NFL I've Network. seen I've seen those multiple times, and they're always phenomenal. That was one of – I mean, that one was incredible. He got, what was the line you liked from Schrager? I liked the one that, like uh, – who was this guy? Oh, just like Vrabel, early on in our careers, we like going both ways. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, do people realize he's talking about, like, Vrabel going both ways on the football field, him fucking guys and chicks? Like, that's what he's saying. Like, just some party Wall Street guy banging guys and chicks. Like a Hollywood guy. Yes. And I don't think... I mean, you got it, and I think smart people got it. Well, just, it all happened. All the jokes come so fast. But you can see Schrager's face like, oh, he really went there. And it was just... And he just keeps flowing. I mean, it's... he's He steals the show there. I mean, even Schrager would have to admit. Like, he's good at that. He is really good at that. (laughs) But when he said, early on in our careers, we both went both ways, I was like... That is a hammer. Like, I'm crossing the line here. I may get in trouble, but this is going to work. My favorite one was I take off my ring when I go to yoga class, basically. <laughs> Tactical. <laughs> that one was good, too. That one was good, too. Oh, man. I'm glad, though, that, you know, this is a, this is a pretty cool game for an offensive standpoint, right? Like, just from offensive porn. Hold on. Before, before we get to the Chiefs, though, one last thing on the Sunday night. Go. Just the Mike Shanahan moment was pretty awesome post game. Mike Shanahan giving the trophy to Kyle. Well, really, Mike giving it to Jed and Jed saying give it to Kyle. That's pretty insane. Yeah, it's a pretty special moment. I, I can't even begin to relate. I would imagine every single person can't. Like his father, who won Super Bowls, got to hand him the trophy, who clearly goes to every game now, who is watches every practice you, on film. You and I have been to practices with him kind of roaming around. You know, for a guy like, I bet it's hard for Mike to retire. He spent 40 years of his life grinding every day. Then became a boss for like 25 years. And now doesn't do anything. But he kind of does. Because he's got, like, he kind of lives vicariously through his son. And his son's kicking ass. 
I mean, kicking ass. And you're like, my fucking name isn't just living on. I've never had a son. But I think most fathers, why I saw a gender reveal today on my Insta story. Just some babe that I follow. She's pregnant. I have no clue. Like 90% of people I follow on Insta. And they did a balloon thing. And they pull, they open the balloon. Her guy jumps like he's Michael Jordan. The excitement you get on a gender reveal when you see the when the man sees blue, the woman is excited no matter what. She she's always excited. She has the same reaction in every gender reveal I've ever seen, girl or guy. The guy's reaction dramatically changes. They realize like I'm getting a daughter. It's cool, but the boy reaction is the equivalent of like winning the lottery. It feels like when you see that react. I can't even imagine the feeling. And that Mike Shanahan feeling then like. He obviously didn't do a gender reveal whenever Kyle came out. But 40 years later, you work your whole life to do this profession. Your son follows you. Clearly, it meant a lot to him, too. And then he's great. And if you're Mike, like, maybe he's better than me. And that's that's fucking awesome. That's not normal. I mean, it's just typically, like, Michael Jordan's kid ain't Michael Jordan. Now, obviously, yeah. Yeah, it's different with athletes. But pretty cool, man. Um, like more than likely, Steve Belichick won't lead a team in the Super Bowl. <laughs> High bar. So I mean, we've already been talking about the the Chiefs thing a little bit, but uh, I this is per, this is the I think this is the Super Bowl that the 2019-2020 season should have had. Now you could argue the Ravens would the Ravens Niners would be the Super Bowl that we should have, and you would not be wrong. You would be, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think at the end of the day. Mahomes is the most valuable player. Andy, um, Andy influences at least what how is the things that happen on the field more than Harbaugh. So it's probably not a it's it, there's really not a leg for me to stand on to say this is the one because the Ravens are just maybe even more deserving in some ways. They were the you could argue the best team, even though I've said the Niners were. You could argue the Ravens truly were. Kansas City did beat the Ravens this year. That's true, but, early, I, but. I this is to me this is. I think now this has been the crazy things happen. I think this Super Bowl is almost blowout proof. I would tend to, well, I think the Chiefs have proven they're kind of blowout proof, right? Just because how potent they are. So if you got up 27 to nothing on them, they could get back 27 to 20. I guess their problem is going to be their defense is not as good statistically as like the Packers or the Vikings. And the Niners have destroyed them. Now, the difference is their offense is in a completely different stratosphere than those two teams. They have the best quarterback. And I think going back to the Ravens, again, even my non-bias, just as a sports, as a football fan, I'd rather watch Patrick Mahomes than Lamar Jackson. And that's and I, I find Lamar Jackson fun. I'm not taking anything away from him. But I, I live for the Mahomes. I, I, <laughs> I live for peak Aaron Rodgers. I, I live for peak Brady. Like, that's my football. You know, I, I like that. Now, you don't have to. I would imagine most people listening, who doesn't like Patrick Mahomes? But Patrick Mahomes, to me, has taken this this playoff run guy, these last two games, I was trying to pull up his box score right now, he threw eight touchdowns in two weeks. Nance was like, might have been before his last touchdown or might have been after. He's like, his playoff resume so far in the last two years, nine touchdowns, no picks. Like, this guy isn't just easing into the playoffs he's kicking fucking ass and taking names I mean he's been really really good and he's mm. again a little Farvian. it feels like this guy's gonna be the league guy right yeah. this guy's yep. the guy 
Yes. And he's got this Without, and he's got a coach that like you said influences them. It's the perfect match. They like each other. They came in together. That's what else is like. He got him. Part of what made Holmgren and and Favre so special is Holmgren and what's his name? Wolf went out and got Brett. Like it was theirs. Like this is Andy didn't inherit this guy. Not that that would change if Andy had inherited him. He love him. But that is truly his guy. That's what the marriage is. Even I think that makes Kyle and Jimmy somewhat special. They did trade for him. What, to me, when you're part of the transaction, draft, trade, free agent signing, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, that makes a powerful marriage, I think. That's, I mean, we've been talking about Gruden and Carr forever. We're like, well, it's mm-hmm. kind of a shotgunny, and then he's not that good. But when you, like Pete Carroll Russell, why did Pete yep. choose Russ over every fucking person? Right. Right. What did Jack Del Rio once famously say? The coach and the quarterback. <laughs> Tied at the hip. <laughs> Tied at the hip. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. It's just, it's, you would say if it was the box office to begin the year, it would have been the Patriots because they always moved the needle more. But as the season played out, they were not a fun team to watch. So to me, two teams immediately, if you're like, who would you want the Niners to be playing the Super Bowl? It was going to be the Ravens or the Chiefs. Because everyone's like, we want Ravens-Chiefs. And once the Ravens got knocked out, I think all I kept thinking about is the Chiefs got to make it, Chiefs got to make it, Chiefs got to make it. And they handled their business. I saw Jay Glazer said right after... I think after they did the ceremony, they go to Glazer. He's like, I just got off the phone with Andy Reid. I'm telling you, Andy's in the office. Because I saw Kyle was like, we're going to celebrate tonight and go, I would bet money he's in the office tonight. Money. He's watching these guys. Now, I'm not saying, like, Kyle work hard. It's not, Andy doesn't need to be in the office tonight. I'm not saying, like, I wouldn't go to the office tonight. (laughs) I would go to some fucking party. The Hunts are having a party. I just can't see Andy there. I mean, one, he doesn't drink or anything. And two, he's just, <laughs> this is a huge moment. Like, this moment for his career is bigger than this moment for Kyle's career, given how much he's just worked for, right? His just res- he's just been doing this a lot longer. And he's just, you don't know how, you're just old, right? So, like, Kyle has, if he wants to coach, 30 more years. Like, Andy, just he's walking a little slower now. He's big. You know what I mean? He's, he might have... I don't know, six to eight. Like, he's just old. He's older. But he's, he's a young well, soul. But you know what I'm saying. Like, he ain't, is Andy Reid coaching at 75? Probably not. What was the line in the video about wearing Hawaiian shirts? Yeah, he's like, I better get on a diet so I fit in some stuff. He's going to have some zingers. Uh, you agree that by the there's way, more pressure on Andy in this, just given that, like, when you're an older coach and you've never won it to get backs harder, I, even I, though you got well, Mahomes. Not just an older coach, specifically him, right, who in Philly just dealt with the late game situation, the clock, the big game. Like, I, you know, I, I never, I don't know. It's hard for me to remember going back. Was it just because you were there and you always spoke? Was it that's the reason I always rooted for him? Or I think I just always liked him to begin with. But maybe, you know, all those things kind of cross over. But um, I always felt like he was. I don't want to say above criticism, but clearly on the top tier and every argument about whether he did something right or wrong should start with that. And I didn't feel like that was always happening. So I, I think he's been a good enough coach in his career that he is a, he is a Super Bowl level coach. And I, I would like for him to have a Super Bowl on one hand to validate that. I think the one thing that maybe turns the pressure down a dial, and by the way, I'll say this, I agree with your premise. I think the most pressure is on Andy. The thing that maybe dials it back a, a smidge is that he's got a quarterback that's that we think is not even in his prime yet. No. 
And so maybe it doesn't quite feel as desperate as like, you know, when you're like the end of Peyton, when Peyton's trying to get a second and it's like, this is it. Um, if you're, but, if you're him, you feel like maybe him, though, the Patriots. You've, you've worked this long. It took you 15 yeah, you years just, to get back. Like, you're. I'm not that Kyle wouldn't throw the kitchen sink, but you talk about kitchen sink if you're Andy Reid. Just all the right. all the playoff lot as the head coach at multiple different places. The kick in the dick last year, where you go, fuck, we would have won it last year if we got there. Probably been easier yeah. last year than it is this year. I just think you. This is a kitchen sink. Because then if you win it. You go, well, I think we start talking, like, are they going to win, like, two of the next three? Right. You know, and that's with right. Kyle. Like, if Kyle loses it, is it that big of a deal? If it's close? Well, I mean, he. he what does it look like, right? He just lost a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator, and it was controversial. But that one was clearly why it was controversial, right? They were up. You can't. If I tell you the Niners are up 28-3 and lose, we'd have a problem. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> that's just going to be a problem. You lose 28-3, yeah. it's a disaster in the Super Bowl. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but you're right. If it's just there, there will be no shame in losing to that team in all likelihood. I think it's going to look like the Seahawks games, some version of the two Seahawks games. I think it's going to be crazy. Uh, we got Kittle and Kelsey. We can just rattle through a few just early initial. What else you got? Kittle and Kelsey, two offensive geniuses, um, great histories. Paul Rudd, look at us. Uh, I- somebody told me it's from the show on Netflix or who, where the people eat hot wings. Gotcha. It's from that show. I think there's going to... One thing that hit my mind is like Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott. Those guys make money in the Super Bowl no matter what. Those guys those guys are going to be a hot ticket because everyone's yeah. going to want to talk Niners. Well, who are you going to want to talk Niners with? Joe Montana, Ronnie fucking Lott, Jerry Rice, Steve Young, like a Bryant Young. Just get any... Patrick Willis. Like you just get... All the Niners guys are going to be... They've got a lot of star players. I mean, I miss it. Terrell Owen. Like it, everyone's going to profit off this thing. Right? Yeah. But I think Jerry and Joe are... Jerry's going to be everywhere. Jerry's got a lot of money to make this week, I feel like. Or next week. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Everybody does. Promo code HAM does. Yeah, promo code HAM. I, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do, some, maybe we'll do some quicker pods throughout, you know, if shit happens. I don't know really what's going to happen this week, but... Yeah. I'm open. Just ride the yeah. wave, you know? Yeah. Niners Just the share it. This is big time, so please, if you've got Niner fans out there that maybe don't know about the podcast, share it with them. Share it with them. Uh, we appreciate it. In a, in a time, strike while the iron's hot, all that kind of stuff. We'll be back all week. All right, on that note. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.